Yeah, this actually works out well for me because tonight is the once every five or six weeks Genshin Impact update night. So instead of playing Genshin in the background like I normally am on the podcast, I'll actually be knitting. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, when I'm playing it in the background, I mean, I'm like grinding out something like mindless. Mm. So still paying attention to you guys. I used to do that with Pokemon, so I understand. I am just incapable of sitting still. Mm -hmm. That's why I have figure cubes. If everyone is not special, maybe you can be what you want to be. So let's learn the code that you can do. One, two, Welcome back, everyone. Sorry for that longer-than-usual break. Uh, just the technicalities of scheduling people in November in the U.S. And Corey went and got himself COVID, and we're going to have him recording, you know, when he's doing that. So uh, we're back, mm-hmm. just in time for the end of the year for us to take another break, because we are <laughs> tired. <laughs> I am looking forward to my vacation at the end of the year. So today we are doing both uh, See You at the Food Court tomorrow, which was intended to be our continu- our completed series, but it sounds like it's continuing. And then for our actually definitely continuing series, we are also talking about Mob Psycho 100. So, to kick us off, uh, my name is Cor- Helen. Uh, Corey and April are with me. Hi, everybody. Hello. And also, I just read the Mob Psycho Wikipedia page. It is actually ending. We should just flip it around. I mean, the, I mean in the U.S., it's still being published, yeah. so... And now, one of the neighbor's dogs that start going at it again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for our series that we thought was completed until like five minutes ago, uh, see you, see you tomorrow. At the food court is by Shinichiro Nari, and it's about two girls, um, Yamato and Wada, who um, I don't think they're classmates now that they're in high school, but they definitely were in middle school, and that's how they got to know each other. And they look very different. Like um, it's Yamamoto who looks like the Gyaru, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, Yamamoto looks kind of like this. Gyaru and Wada looks kind of like an honor student, um, but they both click surprisingly well and are just, you know, pretty chatty and just hang out every day after school at a food court that's kind of, you know, halfway between their two schools. And that's where the entire series is set. It's just all set at the food court with them chatting. I think I had seen it listed as Yuri before I read it, but I, I would say this is very low of the Yuri potential. Definitely definitely don't go into it if you specifically want a Yuri series and nothing else. Um, the characters are fun. I think I would be friends with Yamamoto in real life, but I do not think I'd be able to stand Wada in real life because her personality is... <laughs> it's like the friend where you keep hanging out with them and it's like 50% of the time you have fun, and the other 50% of the time you're just kind of like, why? Why? <laughs> but, um, yeah, this was a fun one-volume read. Apparently, it started in 2020, finished early 2021 i think but it's resumed as of august so as of september as of september so maybe more coming there's definitely only one volume in the u.s right now and i could swear that when i read it it said like end at the end of it yes it did say end at the end of it and the yen press volume does not have enough people words have meaning (laughs) (laughs) anyway so what did you guys think do you think my assessment of wada is accurate about that person you're not sure if you should stop being friends with or not, and you're kind of hoping they just sort of, like, le- lose interest in you over time? 
I thought she was okay. <laughs> uh, I would be the one causing the schism in the friend group, though. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be quite that harsh toward Waga, personally. Uh, you know what she was reminding me of? Um, well, I mean, like, several of the characters that are in anime or manga that just are into 2B characters only, because she's also one of those people. But uh, specifically, she reminded him, me of the Kiss Him, Not Me League, who is like has these five guys spawning over her, but she's just really into um, yaoi stuff. So. Yeah, when I first saw the 2D character that she first got a lot of hate for online saying she hated him and then actually really liked him at first i was like is this one of the twisted wonderland characters there's so many of them i can't i can't remember them all um, <laughs> so i have no idea what game she's actually playing but in my mind it is twisted wonderland i'm i'm glad to hear there's another there's more of this coming like it took me i don't know i got to about the mid where it started to grow on me i think i think in the beginning it didn't really click with me because, I mean, I think that's the point, but it's just really them just talking. They sound like regular sort of teenagers. They bounce from topic to topic. They talk about all kinds of different things, and it didn't really, like, gel for me until until the middle. What about you, Corey? It, t- it took me a little bit to get into <laughs> it. Yeah, that was the same for me. I really liked this volume, too, um, especially, like, when I, when I got into the rhythm of things, who these characters are, what they're doing, which is literally just hanging out, talking about stuff. But, like, I would get through part of a chapter, and then I would be reading, uh, you know, whatever's happening in that particular part of the chapter, and then I would be like, wait a minute, weren't they talking about something else? And I would flip back, uh, yeah. and they've been talking about, like, three different things in this period. It's like, this is just like real life, where uh, I'm talking mm-hmm. to my friends, we're going from something to something else, and then we're like, didn't we, didn't we talk about something else, and we didn't finish that thought, but we just moved on to something else, and I didn't realize it? That is exactly how this manga feels, and it's just like kind of this uh, homely, homely feeling manga. Yeah, that is definitely how my mind works. It's like constantly seeing like invisible connections between topics, which probably make absolutely no sense to anyone else if you're not paying like rapt attention. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, the characters grew on me pretty quickly. Like I said, I didn't like Wada as much, and I think that was kind of the way her character was meant to be written. I don't feel like I was misunderstanding the author's intentions or anything like that. Right. Um, but yeah, they just felt very much like real teenagers just shooting the shit, you know, just talking about random things all the time. Like, um, I can't even remember now, but like Wada finds, you know, after she started getting into this 2D guy, she finds someone writing self-insert fanfic. And and is like, I don't want to hear about this really and she's like, No, but I need to tell you Yeah. And then there's another good um another good gag involving that, but I will leave that for the listeners to go read for themselves. Oh, I like how these good I like how they uh go back and forth with each other too. It seems like the author has a good grasp on who these two are, what their dynamic is, and what they want from each other. Uh which is just sort of a unique companionship because Waga gives off the vibe of a uh, preppy schoolgirl who does no wrong, etc., etc., but really she is this uh, trashy fangirl of this one character, or of several characters, I think, and then I'm Yamamoto... I'm not sure she's even that smart, because she gives off an honor student vibe, but I'm mm-hmm. not sure she's even that smart. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then Yamamoto is the Gyaru who just people um, don't gravitate toward naturally, and she seems to be more subdued leg back uh or perhaps not leg back but introverted character who just kind of wants to keep to herself so it's just hard to approach that type of person i guess um and she's very focused on studying english because she wants to like go study in america someday mm-hmm. yeah and she's really into this one youtuber and like nothing else 
Yeah, that's a funny point of difference. Like, Wada's like, if I see any other people who are fans of my favorite character on Twitter, I just block him. I can't share him with anyone. <laughs> While Yamamoto's like, I've been following this YouTuber since he only had, like, a few hundred followers, and now he's grown so big, I'm so happy to see him grow. And it's like, ah, the duality of fans. Mm-hmm. And then they... I feel like it's not until later in the volume, but there's, like, a... They have a few, like, I guess you call them bumps in their relationship. There's issues with like boys or what their relationship would look like if a if a boyfriend came along things like that where they like i think the regular miscommunication stuff where they don't they don't directly talk about something and hope that the other one will notice so they kind of have to go through things like that it's not just an entire volume of them talking to each other because i think the, the question that i had the question that i had throughout the volume is i i see what the author's trying to do and they're they're like random conversations and they they sound like real teenagers but is it interesting to read about and i think when they had a couple of those like minor conflicts in the volume that helped that helped it be a little more interesting to me i think that they're cute characters i mean by the end i was like oh i'm sad that it's just one volume so um i'm glad that there's going to be another one or at least some more of it maybe not a whole volume but more of the same wada is absolutely the kind of girl who would totally change if she got a boyfriend Uh (laughs) (laughs) it's definitely gotten to the point in my life where i can tell if some of my friends are like going through breakups or something because they're suddenly much more online and they're just exhibiting like different patterns of interaction and it's like ah you do not have your boyfriend to um entertain you right now do you people get really offended when you point that out though so i don't point it out anymore <laughs> maybe they're just on a trip don't be so no. <laughs> uh yeah i like the contrast between the two uh in their fight too compared to what you learned about waga's fight with one of her close friends um at some point in the volume i don't remember when it is but uh, it just shows the closeness between those these two that like they're able to make up the other two or not. Uh, I don't know how close they were because uh, we just kind of get that secondhand information, even though it is from the firsthand source. But um, you know the the story she tells is maybe not be maybe would not be the full truth. Will you all read more of this? Mm, I guess so, but it's not something I would go out of my way to track down mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. It would kind of need to, like, present itself all tied up in a nice, neat little bow in front of me. Hmm. I would probably go out of my way for this. I like it. Or, I mean, not that far out of my way, because I assume it would just be at our comic shop, and I would be able to pick it up. But, uh, I did like this one a lot. How far out of the way is your comic book shop? Uh, it's on the way to or from... No, it's all the way. It's always on the way from Target. So, like, if we ever have to go to Target, we stop by the comic shop. Yeah, my, my my comic shop or the one I prefer is in DC. So it's like that. It's definitely out of my way at this point. Mm. I know you guys have said I need to find another one, but I just like Phantom Comics the best. <laughs> Even yeah. if their bathroom is definitely the sketchiest thing I've ever been in. Pun, like intended and not intended. <laughs> Sketchy would... in every sense of the definition. Yeah, I think if we moved, I would be really sad to lose the comic shop because like it's. Ours, Pulp Fiction Comics, and Culver City. If you're in the Los Angeles area, please go to it. It's great. Uh, it's women-owned. They're LGBTQ-friendly. Uh, I mean, it's in Los Angeles. I would expect these, or I'd expect at least the latter thing. Uh, maybe not the former thing, but uh, it's a really cool place. Yeah, mine sells tickets for a couple of seats in the windows to watch um, the Pride Parade every year. Oh, nice. All right, so it sounds like simple short comic equals simple short discussion. Yeah. So, uh... Let's move on to Mob Psycho, which will not be a simple discussion. (laughs) We'll be right back. (laughs) 
We're back. We're talking about Mob Psycho 100 by 1. Uh, this is a written and illustrated by one. Uh, we talked about One Punch Man before. That was drawn by oh, Rikuro Inagaki. I'm going off of memory. I think that's the correct name. Um, but this one is drawn by one. If you've seen one's drawing for One Punch Man, they are not better here. Um, but they are charming <laughs> in a way. <laughs> uh, and this one is about a kid named Bob. Um, we know his real name, which is, as I scroll through and stall for time, Shigeo Kageyama. Um, but everyone calls him Mob. I don't really know or remember why, but he has uh, very powerful psychic abilities. Uh, he is alongside a sex icon, Arataka Reagan, who is not a sex icon in the manga, but the anime really sexed him up. Um, and he is the mentor for Mob. Um, he runs a, uh, a really suspicious psychic consultation business um also sometimes a massage parlor oh i've completely forgot about that it's been a while since i read the first couple volumes because i was doing that in prep for our originally scheduled date and then i just stopped reading it and also uh, i got COVID. you mean like a month ago Corey? it's not that long ago it was a long time ago i've read uh almost the entirety of new x-men what was that Uh, seven or eight issues or trades and those are things those things are dense um but yeah, it's mostly about these two characters uh, as they make their way through various psychic adventures, fight some things, uh, and do some other stuff. Um, at least I got through four, I think four volumes, almost four volumes. Uh, I started either volume four or volume five last night, but um, I was not a fan of this anime pretty much at all. I watched a couple episodes and just stopped watching it because I didn't like it. But uh, I find this manga very funny and very charming in a, in a way that the anime was not for me. I don't know why, but... Um, Wait, I thought you had already read this before we did the episode. Had you not? No, I didn't read anything before this episode. Why did you propose it then? <laughs> I was curious about it, because like everyone likes oh. it. Like, what am I missing here? So maybe I'll like the manga more, so my, was my thought. Um, and I also find like one's drawings to be uh, incredibly funny when they're on. Like, sometimes they're just very bad because he's doing random mundane drawings in a random panel, so it doesn't matter, but they're funny when they're really funny. Yeah, I got two or three chapters in, and I was like, okay, when is it supposed to get good? Like, at this point, I'm like, one's been drawing for a while. Is he drawing shittily on purpose, or does the man have a problem? <laughs> like, I, I thought it was, it's, so it's not purposeful? <laughs> I don't know, because I'm like, if it's a troll, I can understand it, but if he's been drawing for years, since I know he, like, drew out the original version of One Punch Man, so the man Mm. has clearly been drawing for a couple of years, and he's still not good, it's like, I don't know what to tell you, please see a doctor to make sure you don't have, like, a hand tremble, tremor or something, like, um, also, I just did not find the story very funny, like, okay, I do find it funny that everyone is, like, anime reagan sex icon and one is like no he's this gross little man like no and i'm like yeah sex icon and you read the manga and you're like yeah reagan definitely not supposed to be a sex icon like mm-hmm. no one poor is creator to be must just be so this, confused yeah. about how his creator is now how his creation is now the number two tumblr sexy man <laughs> apparently there was somebody going around in reagan cosplay at anime frontier handing out ribbons that said that so that is Wow. <laughs> that is an image in my mind now. Also, I got the name wrong. So Yusuke Moraga is the draw, uh, illustrator of um, One Punch Man. The Ice Shield 21 guy. Yes. Um, Rishiro Inagaki is the writer of Ice Shield 21, which is why I got confused. He also did uh, Gakusai. So many interconnected people. Yep. Great role, do you think? 
<laughs> well, I liked it surprisingly, and also this is not the same as MPD Cycle, which is what I originally Google. I'm like, that's not the series that we're talking about. Today. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, of course, I'd seen the series years ago, and I, I didn't think I would like it just from like first glance. I'm like, I don't think that's something that I would really be interested in. Um, so I didn't expect to like it, but I. I thought the drawing sucked in the beginning, and they, they kind of do, but I feel like it, it they make the story funnier. I don't, I, don't know I, don't, I don't know if it's intentional or not, but it adds to the humor for me. But then I feel bad if, like, it's not it's not meant to be funny in that. Anyway. Um, yeah, it, like, if the art style's intentional, then it is doing its job. <laughs> but I, uh, I am just unable to tell if it's intentional or not. Yeah, I only... So I only read one volume of this and I definitely meant to read more because my library actually had several of these volumes digitally so I don't know oh, if same. It, yeah I don't know if it's like a popular thing with libraries because mine we they had at least seven or eight digitally and they were always available so there weren't like limited copies so I don't know if it's just popular in libraries um, but I thought it was funny there is just the two characters just like in the uh, series we discussed earlier but I like the two characters and I think they play off of each other well enough and then I didn't really know what his superpower what superpower was until we got like like towards the end of the first volume like there's that countdown the whole first volume of like the mm-hmm. percentage that's going up or going down, or whatever it was doing I'm like what what is it so once we got that and like the emotions tied into it and all of that I thought it was pretty good I wish I would have read a little bit more of it so that I could talk a little bit more about it but I was surprised by because like this I don't think I've said before that comedy manga is like not my thing. I don't go to manga or comics looking for comedy, but I thought it was funny and the bad drawings might have helped. So, <laughs> I mean, they're really, I was like, it kind of reminded me of like, um, not to say that like newspaper comics are, are drawn poorly, but it kind of, I could like, I was like, is this meant to be like a daily or like a chapter thing? You just kind of read that real quickly. It doesn't really matter what they look like, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, part of the thing that confuses me is that I've seen some people go on like, you know, a drawing journey kind of you know they're posting on twitter every day you know and they're practicing and within like two years you get to be pretty good if you're doing it like every day and so i'm just like my dude what is going on here yeah yeah i mean i almost think it has to be relatively intentional like he's not changing his drawings though like i feel like he has to be able to draw better but like even the backgrounds i noticed the buildings like if you're reading a um any other manga. I was about to say regular manga. That's kind of rude, but <laughs> any other manga. Um, you notice that, like, buildings have straight lines, as do windows. <laughs> they do not in Mob Psycho 100. Um, I mean, on the one hand, I can sympathize as somebody who is unable to draw a straight line or really do anything mm, straight, mm-hmm. but this is what rulers are for, so. Uh, um, the, the schools in here are also, like, near foods or condiments. Like, the school that he goes to is salt. Uh, <laughs> and the rivals like black vinegar. That did make me laugh. <laughs> yes, black vinegar. There we go. So I think it's condiments, but yeah, that was kind of funny. I thought, uh, like, I was kind of so worried. Is the, is the hottest girl in their school named Salt Bay or something? You think? <laughs> uh, let's see. There is like a a girl that Mob is into, right? And that's why he he joins the muscle. What are they? The muscle oh, building what club is or her whatever. Name? It's like the Body Appreciation Club, I think, or something. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we don't see much of them in the first volume, and that's all I read. But I've definitely seen clips from the anime, and they seem like, you know, a nice supportive club, honestly. Better than the telepathy club that was just kind of bumming the space. Mm-hmm. And they're like, like what's so wrong about wanting an air conditioned club. place to read our manga? And it's like, 
God, other air conditioned places to read your manga, I assure you. <laughs> Tsubomi is her name. And it is a buy improvement club. Yeah. Um, oh, I was like initially worried that the the premise of this, which is Mob as this incredibly powerful psychic who has no equal, was going to be like way too samey to One Punch Man, where uh, Saitama is an incredibly powerful uh, punchy person that has no equal. Um, but there's enough difference in here in like the way that they're telling the story, the way that these characters play off of each other, that um, it feels different enough, and I don't feel like. Uh, one is just doing the same thing, but with psychic people, uh, which is, I think, a, a, I mean, a reasonable worry. Psychic powers are like superpowers anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, though. I was kind of, I, I mean, I've read a little bit of both, a little bit of One Punch and a, and a little bit of this, and I wondered if they would feel samey, and they don't. Mm-hmm. And this one has, uh, let's see, nine volumes out in the U.S. right now. It is actually completed in Japan, so we we switcherooed these by accident. Um, yeah, it's just because Dark Horse takes forever to put anything out. Uh, yep. Even their bestsellers, it takes them forever to put out. Yep, and this started... Even outside of a pandemic, fucking up like all of the supply lines for printing, they still take forever. Yep, they started this in 2018. They came out with three, uh, four volumes before the pandemic, because the fourth one came out March 18th, 2020. Um, and that was after the manga had already completed in Japan. So, like, presumably, you could run on the three to four month per volume timeline uh, if you're Dark Horse. Like, I feel like if Denpa can kind of keep up with that, then Dark Horse can keep up with that. Um, with Denpa, I can forgive them because they are like a three person team. Yes, um, exactly. Ed was apparently talking about this a bit at Anime New York City. He was like, yeah, so we're trying to focus on the next volume of Kaiji, which means that they were 11 might be delayed. And I'm thinking, no, I want one of these more than the other. <laughs> <laughs> I want both of them, Egg. I know you don't listen because who listens? to our podcast, but I appreciate the work you do. Uh, there's also another... Recently, I don't know why. <laughs> there's a one-shot of Mob Psycho 2 called Regan. Um, oh yeah, my course. library also had that, and I almost checked that out by accident at first, because mm-hmm. it showed up first in the search <laughs> results. Um, Dark Horse has published that one. I don't know where it lands in this chronology. I think it's just completely after everything else. But Dark Horse is spoiling us, then? Yes, exactly. Um... But Dana, Dana likes this manga, so we have all volumes. I I will probably continue reading them. I will not try to read them at pace. I have a giant pile of manga that I actually want to keep to keep up with. That like while I had COVID and we went traveling, and then our cat <laughs> continues to be very sick. Uh, but where I think we're finally like on the road to the end with with the cat at the very least. So like we didn't want to buy anything or go anywhere for a long time, and then uh, we ended up spending like you know. $150 on the comics that pile up over. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. So much manga, so little time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Mob Psycho 100, um, solid B. I don't like yeah, to give out grades, but I like I it. think I'm going to keep reading this, especially because it's available at the library, and it was funny enough. I have I have three volumes from the library, so I'll probably keep reading. It's nice that, it, that it's available, so I would check your mm-hmm. library if you're interested in it. I would check the digital holdings and see if they have this where you can just take a peek and see if you like it. True. It's probably popular enough that it's going to be at most every library. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to continue on with it, um, <laughs> especially since I already have a bunch of stuff legally available to me that I'm interested in reading, so it's like I'm just going to focus on that stuff. Mm-hmm. And also all my goddamn review copies. <laughs> so many. It's like 80 or so. <laughs> Volumes. It's bad. You can ask Ruby. She was at my apartment for Otakon, and she definitely saw the piles. 
Uh, okay, so that's X. Um, tomorrow, uh, I believe I'm gonna get this out, this episode out to you guys. So tomorrow we're gonna do our top manga of 2022 podcast. If you listen to it before tomorrow evening, send in your lists to us and we'll read them off. Um, and then after that, we'll probably take a month or so off and come back early January talk about some more some more manga. Um, but until then, we're gonna find everyone online. You can find me on Twitter at Mangioran. I still read manga, and um, I can't think of anything to say here, but I'm still there. <laughs> you continue to exist. I continue to exist, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of exciting on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, and it looked like Twitter might die that night. That was, <laughs> it was like the Thursday of anime in New York City, and I was like, God damn, if this platform dies while I'm at a con, this is going to be so inconvenient. <laughs> But I am still on Twitter. I will be there until it dies, probably. Like, listen, this is not the first time I've been on a website that's been taken over by a hostile power. Like, <laughs> until the Russian government um, DDoSs this for three weeks straight, I'm still here. Um, so you can find me at Wandering Dreamer on there. You can also find the reviews I write, hopefully on a more regular basis, and podcasts I co-host over at theosg.com. And... Yeah, I think that's all the places you can find me. Unless you're, like, going around the Discord, since Corey's decided that the OSM cast Discord is our unofficial Discord for hanging out in. Yes. So if you're interested in joining the unofficial uh, Taiku Podcast Discord, which by extension is the unofficial Manga in Your Ears Discord, join the Awesome Cast Discord. I believe they have a link on their um, Twitter or website or something. That's O-S-M-C-A-S-T-M-O-U-S-E. Um, Basil's just given in and given us, like, our own special roles at this point, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Taikumenko, it's T-A-I-I-K-U-M-E-N-C-O. Um, you can find all of our episodes over at taikupodcast.com. You can find the podcast on Twitter, at Monging Your Ears. Um, and if you are still on Twitter, like me and Helen, um, I highly suggest you use uh, not the Twitter app, and also use lists. They're very useful. Oh, and on Taiku, we will have the best anime of the year recording sometime in January so if people want to send in lists for that we will also read those out on the show we've definitely read out some weird ones over the years yeah think about your anime lists uh, I told everybody who was going to be on the podcast you can just say whatever and I won't, I won't really stop you but I will give you shit about it if it's wrong <laughs> you know currently we're having debate over whether or not Dawn Brothers um, counts as anime or not mm-hmm. so tune in if you want to hear the results of that debate yep uh, but until tomorrow Mongo Years listeners. Bye. See ya. Bye.